Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Yosef Wexler. Meseches Ksubis has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Shlomo Naiman, Le'ilo Nishmas, Rabbi Yaakov ben Matis Yehozatzal, and Chaya Bas Pesach. Ksubis daf ayin zayin. On today's daf, we'll discuss various mumin which the Baal has. The first mission on the daf discusses mumin which do not require the husband to divorce his wife. As the Mishnah says, that Yishal no do bo mumin, the husband had mumin, which came about later on after the marriage, we do not require him to divorce his wife. Depending upon what type of mumin they are, whether or not we'll force him to divorce his wife, in a case where they are mumin gedolim, we will force him to divorce his wife. Gemara brings a machoikis between Rav Yehuda and Chia Barav as to how to explain our Mishnah. Rav Yehuda is Goris in our Mishnah Noldu, which is the Lashon which we have in the Mishnah in front of us. However, Chia Barav is Goris in our Mishnah Hayu. As the Gemara says, Rav Yehuda Tani Noldu, Chia Barav Tani Hayu. The Gemara explains the Manda Amar, which learns in the case of Noldu, the husband does not need to divorce his wife. Ain koifin l'haytzi. Kol shekein a case of hayu, as the wife was aware of the movement before the marriage, she's sovra of a kibla. However, according to the Manda Amar, Chia Barav, the learns the mission is a case of hayu, in the case of noldu, we would not say ain koifin l'haytzi, as the wife went into the marriage not expecting movement to be in her husband, and since the movement were noldu after the marriage, there would be a reason to say koifin l'haytzi. The Gemara is bothered, according to Chir Barav, whose Gorius in the Mishnah Hayu, has he explain Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel's statement? The Gemara is bothered that since Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel's machalik between Mum Gedolim and Mum Kitanim, that doesn't make sense in the case of Hayu. If the Mum were there before the marriage, why should it make a difference if they are Gedolim or Kitanim? In either scenario, the wife was aware of them, as the Gemara says, she's sovereign of a kibla. She accepts upon herself, her, upon herself these women. So Gemara answers that according to Chir Barav, we will have to understand Ereshim Gamliel based on the concept of Kisfurahi Shiachola Lekabel, but actually of The wife can taina by Mumim Gedolim that she thought she would be able to live with these Mumim. However, once she got married, she realized that she cannot live with these Mumim. By Mumim Kitanim, this is not a good taina, as since they're not so difficult, we say the wife, if she went into the marriage knowing about them, she cannot taina sfura hayisi she'echol kabel, and rather she has to stay married to him, will not be koifin l'hoitzi. The Shita Mekubetzis here brings a machlekes between the Mukiyosev and the Ritva, how to understand the Gemara's answer. Seemingly, the Gemara's answer should be dependent upon a machlekes between Rabbi Meir and the Chachamim, which we find in the next Mishnah Radaf. In the second Mishnah Radaf, the Mishnah discusses Mumim, which you are Koifin Lahoitzi. The Rishonim speak out that the Mumim discussed in the second Mishnah are much more severe than what we're talking about in the first Mishnah, and therefore the Mumim in the second Mishnah will be grounds for divorce and we will force the husband to divorce his wife. Now, in the second Mishnah Radaf, we have Machlekes between Rabbi Meir and the Chachamim as to how to understand when you're Koifin Lahoitzi. Rabbi Meir says, you'll be koifin l'hoitzi even in a case where the wife was aware of the mumin 
before she went into the marriage. As the Mishnah says, Amar Bimeir, Afa Pisha Hisna Ima, Yechola Hisha Toimer, Svur Hayisi Hishani Yechola Lekabel, the Achshav Eni Yechola Kabel. The wife can tell her that even though she was aware of the woman, she misjudged whether or not she can live with these women, and therefore she can request a divorce and will force the husband to divorce her, even in a case where she was aware before the marriage of these women. However, the Chacham argue, and the Chacham say, We force her to stay married to the husband if she's aware of these women going into the marriage. Now, seemingly, that which the Gemara before explained, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, according to Chia Barav, that the wife can taina that seems to be Shita's Rabbi Meir. However, according to the Chachamim, we don't say that. According to the Chachamim, we say she's Mechabal Spal Korcha. Since she was aware of it going into the marriage, she cannot taina Svura Shayisi Yechol Now, the Shidim Gobetsis points out that is the way the Mukiyosi learns our Gemara, that the Gemara is only going according to her Meir. However, the Ritfa disagrees, and the Ritfa says that we can understand this line even according to the Chachamim. The Ritva's explanation is based on the fact that in Shitas Chachamim, in the second Mishnah, there's a Machloikis Rishonim, if the Chachamim said in every case we say, or perhaps there are certain cases where the Chachamim agree that she can taina The Ritva says the Chachamim are only talking about a case where they had been masne, as Rameir was discussing which means the Baal told the wife before they got married, I had these mumin, and they had discussed it, and the wife says, I'm aware of your mumin, and I'm still willing to go through with the marriage. In such a case, the Chalim say, she cannot wake up later and try to make a claim that she misjudged it, and Sfur Hayisi Kabel, but in such a case, we would say, However, in a case where they hadn't been masne, it was just the case of Stam, the Baal had mumin, the wife saw the movement on the Baal, but they never discussed it, they never made it tonight, says the Ritva, in such a case, even the Chachamim agree that the wife can taina surayisi kabel. Now, based on this, the Ritva explains that our Gemara, in explaining Rabban Shum and Gamliel, according to Chiyab Rav, that could fit with the Shittas Chachamim, as they were not talking about a case of Hisna, but they were talking about a case of Stam. Now, this Shaila, as to how to understand the Shittas Chachamim in the second Mishnah Radaf, as to whether or not they're talking about all cases, or there's a distinction between a case of Stam and a case of Hisna, is a big machlekes amongst the Rishonim. The Ran Ardaf brings two opinions. The first opinion which the Ran brings is like the Ritva, that the Chacham are only talking about a case of Hisna, but a case of Stam, even the Chacham agree, the wife can taina Sfur Hayisi Shani Yechol Kabel. And if you look in the Chidusha Rashman Ardaf, the Chidusha Rashman also learns the Shittas Chachamim like the Ritva. However, the Ram brings that the Rambam is mashma not like this. The Ram is found in Hilchus Ishus in Perachaf Hei Halacha Yud. When the Rambam brings the Mumin from the second Mishnah, such as Moikesh Chin and Baal Polipus and Makametz, Mitzarif Nechoshes and Borsi, when the Rambam brings down that those Mumin, your Koifin Lahaitzi, the Rambam writes that in a case where the Mumin existed before the marriage, you will not be koifin al like Shittas Chachamim, but she's mekabelas bal korcha. And the Rambam makes no distinction as to whether or not it's a case where they've been hisna beferish, or even, or, or is talking about a case of stam. It's mashman the Rambam, then all scenarios, the Chachamim are going to say, she's mekabelas bal korcha.
If you look in the Magamishna there in the Rambam, he also points out the, this is the Shita Sar Rambam, that according to the Chachamim, there's no distinction between Hisna and Stam. And the Magamishna has a Lashon there that he says the first Sugyon Ardaf, the first Mishnah of Mumin, which we're not Koifan Haitzi, Magamishna says it's a Ksas Raya to the Shita Sar Rambam, who did not differentiate between a case of Stam and a case of Hisna. Now the Magamishna doesn't speak out exactly what the Raya is. Similarly, he's alluding to what you, we find in the Bir HaGra, in Ebene Ezer, in the beginning of Simon Kufn and Dalid. And that is, in the first Mishnah, while we discussed the Gemara's explanation, according to Chia Barav, how to understand Rav and Shimon and Gamliel, however, according to the Rabbanon, we do not say, The Gemara only said that in Shimon and Gamliel. And if you learn the first Mishnah, not to be talking about a case of Hayu, but to be talking about a case of Noldu, which is Shittas of Yehuda, as we show him speak out, that is the way we paskin, then it will come out that in the first Mishnah, Bein the Tanakama, Bein Rav Meshav we always say, she's Mechabel Spal Korcha, she's aware of the moon before, we always say, Sabra V'Kibla, and we never have a Taina, of Surah Yisri Shechol HaKabel. However, you look in the Shittas of Rashba, and the Rashba is Doich Raya, and he speaks out, that the one can be Machalik, as the first Sugya on our daf, the first Mishnah, were mumin which were not so severe. The second Mishnah are mumin which are worse, which that is evident from the fact in the first Mishnah you're not koifin lahaitzi when it's noldu, and the second Mishnah you will be koifin lahaitzi when it's noldu. Says the Rash, but based on this, we can also understand the distinction whether or not she contain a surahisi sheikhalakava. Just to mention the, the svara as to whether or not we're going to machalik between a case of stam or a case of hisne. The Ran, when he's discussing the Shita Sarambam, the Ran writes, doesn't understand why we should differentiate. The Ran writes, if in the case of Hisna, everyone agrees, according to the Chachamim, she cannot taina svur hayisi sheikhal kabel, then why should it be any different in a case where they have been Hisna, but just she have been aware of it? As the Ran says, Vada kevin the kisha Hisna, lo yachal hachi. Why should we distinction? Why should we differentiate between a case of hisner or a case of stam? The Rasha speaks out the reason why they differentiate is because if it was a case of hisner, since they discussed it explicitly and they talked about the woman and the wife Afal Pikain said that she's willing to go through with the marriage, says the Rash, but that shows us that she has more of a gemir stas. She was more aware of what she was getting herself into, and therefore, in such a case, she cannot taina. However, in the case of Stam, then she didn't really realize, she hadn't thought about it, she hadn't really considered all the consequences which were going to happen. So I'll call upon him in the second Mishnah Radaf, in the Shittas Chachamim, which says, she's Mechabel's Balkorcha, the Ritva and the Rashba both learn, they were, he was, the Chacham were only talking about a case of Hisne, but in a case of Stam, then we would not say, she's Mechabel's Balkorcha, and we'll be Kaifin Lohitzi. The Shita Sarambam, which is brought in the Ran, and the Magamishna also learns the Ram like this, is that the Chacham are talking about all cases being a case of Stam, being a case of Hisne. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, in Simon Kuf Nandal, and Sif Aleph, the Torah there brings the Shita Saramah is the same as the Shita Sarambam, that Stam and Hisne are the same. There's no distinction. And the Ramah passes like this as well. And the Aruch HaShulchan points out that the reason why the Ramah passes like this is because anytime we have Machlaikas Rishonim, if you're going to be Kaifin in a certain case, we are never going to Paskin that you are Kaifin 
as according to the other Rishonim, you are not koifin, you're going to run into a problem of a gemusa. You're going to have a problem of forced get. Therefore, we always are going to paskin, not to be koifin. The Gemara goes on to discuss what exactly are the various mumin mentioned in the second Mishnah Adaf. And the first mum the Gemara discusses is Baal Polipus. The Gemara brings a machoikis if it's rechachoitim, it's an odor coming from the nose, or rechapeh, it's an odor coming from the mouth. The Gemara says, Amr of Yehuda Marshmul, rechachoitim, masnisatana, rechapeh. Rav Asi, masni ifcha. Rav Asi flipped around as to whether or not it was Shmuel who said rechachoitim, or is the Braisa which said rechapeh. And Rav Asi learned that Shmuel said rechapeh. And the Gemara gives a way to remember this. Rashi explains what does that mean, Rashi says, Shmuel was constantly learning our parak, parak hamadir. If you look in the Shittim Gabetzes, he brings from the Rush. This is also found in the Taisir Rush. He quotes B'Shem Rebbeinu Meir that explains this simon a little bit differently. That he explains the simon based on the fact that Shmuel is mentioned on almost every mission in our parak. He says, Shmuel comments on. If you look back throughout the parak, you'll notice almost every Mishnah we find the name of Shmuel on. One of the exceptions happens to be on Ardaf. The first Mishnah on Ardaf, Shmuel did not comment on. But if you look back throughout the parak, Shmuel is constantly commenting on the various Mishnahis, and that is the simon of Shmuel Apostle Pume Mikula Pirkin. Now, in the Rambam and Hilchus Ishus in Perak Chavhei Halacha Yud Aleph, you will see the Ram Paskins, the Baal Polipus is both Rechachoitim and Rechapeh. Because the Mishnah explains that the Rambam learned there was no Machoikis in the Gemara as to whether or not this will be a Mum, which will be Kaifel Haitzi. They just happened to argue about how to interpret the word, but Lalacha, they both agree that either Rechapeh or Rechachoitim would be a reason to be Kaifel Haitzi. If you look in the Gaisa Shri on our Sugi on the Rush, the Gaza Shri points out that early in the parak on Daf Ayin Hay, discussing Mumin of an Isha, we had explicitly in the Gemara the Recha Peh was a Mum by an Isha. However, Recha Chaitim is not discussed there. The Gaza Shri suggests perhaps by an Isha only Recha Peh is a Mum, but not Recha Chaitim. Why would this be? The Gaza Shri explains that the husband, the Ish, is stronger than the wife, and the husband will be able to be Soivel Recha Chaitim. However, the wife will not be able to be soyvel rechachoytem. That is why rechachoytem perhaps is only a moon by the ish, but not a moon by the isha. However, the Gaisa Shri brings Rabbeinu Baruch. Rabbeinu Baruch disagrees. Rabbeinu Baruch points out that it seems to be, when it comes to mumin by the Baal, we seem to be less concerned about mumin. And by mumin the isha, we are more concerned about mumin. This seems to be evident from the first Mishnah in our as the Shidim Gubetzis brings Bashim the Taisus Rid, this is found in the Taisus Rid on the Gillian of our page. The Taisus Rid writes that the Ish is kapeda mumin, Mishum She'ain Ish El Yoifi, about Ish Le Kapta Mumin. Men tend to be more makbid upon mumin, which we find in their wives, but women are less makbid. Says the, the Rabbeinu Baruch, based on that, if Recha Chaitim is a mum by the Ish, and Kolshikim are going to say the Rechachitim is a moon by the Isha. The Gemara goes on to explain the details about the various mumin, what exactly they're referring to. 
And towards the bottom of the of the Amr, of Amr Aleph, the Gemara brings the Mimur of Rav. The Gemara says, Amr Rav, Ha'omer eni zan ve'eni mefarnes, yoytzi v'yiting suba. If the husband says he's not going to feed the wife, he's not going to be zan or mefarnes, sir, then he's yoytzi v'yiting suba. He has to divorce her and give her a get. We're going to get back to in a second what exactly it means when we say yoytzi v'yiting suba. The Gemara, however, goes on to quote that Azor Balazar Amr Lishmaisa Kaimid Shmuel. Balazar said over Raz Mimer to Shmuel. And Shmuel responded, Amr Achsu Sare Lalazar. He says this Mimer doesn't make sense. This Mimer is very difficult. Why are we going to be Kaifa the Baal to divorce his wife? We should be Kaifa the Baal to feed his wife Mizarnas. And the Gemara explains that Rav, whoever tain his back, Rav ain't Adam Dar im Nachash Bekfifa. Rav tain his back, but the reason why we're not koifin to give Mazainas because tomorrow the husband's going to wake up and decide again he doesn't want to be Zanam or finance his wife. He's going to have to constantly run to Beisden to get Beisden to be koifa the husband to give her Mazainas. Now, earlier in our parak on Daf Ayin, we had a very fundamental Tosvis. Tosvis there, dear Maslow, Yotziv eating Suva as to whether or not when we find in a Mishnah or in a Gemara a Mamer saying the husband must be Yotziv eating Suva, does that mean we're koifin the Baal to be Hoytzi? We physically force him to divorce his wife. As our Gemara mentions later, you're koifin b'shuti, you take sticks and you will physically force the husband to divorce his wife. Perhaps when we say Yotziv eating Suva, we're not referring to Kfir. Teis is there, and this is also discussed in Teis and Yevamas, and Daf Samach Dalet Amar Aleph, also Dibra Maschal Yoytiv Yiting Suva, brings a machlekes between the Ri and Rabbeinu Hananel regards to this question. The Ri says whenever we say Yoytzi, we mean you are koifin Yoytzi, we physically force the husband to divorce her. However, Rabbeinu Hananel disagrees, and Rabbeinu Hananel says that the Lashon Yoytzi just means Bemili, we tell the husband that he should divorce his wife, and if he doesn't listen to us, the Beisdin will, the Chacham will call him an Avaryan. He's in violation of an Avera by not listening to us. However, we do not physically force him to be Moitzi's wife. Now, this is relevant any time we have a case where the Lashon is Yoytiv eating Suva. They're discussing the Andaf Ayin because the first mission in our parak, Hamadris Ishto Milhanasloi, the mission said there, Yoytiv eating Suva. Now, one of the Rayas we've shown him bring is from our Daf here. As Ravit said, if the husband says, any zav, any mefarnes, your yoytzi v'yiting suva. All Rav said was, do your yoytzi v'yiting suva. However, when Shmuel was commenting on Rav's memer, it is obvious that Shmuel understood Rav meant your koifin. As Shmuel says, why are you going to be koifin l'hoytzi, be koifin lozen. It is clear that Shmuel understood that when you say yoytzi v'yiting suva, you are referring to kfia. And the Ri in Taisa Sterendaf Ayin brings us that Zoraya that anytime you say Yoitzvitink Suva is referring to Kfir. Taisa there brings Rabbeinu Chananel disagreed with the Ri. Rabbeinu Chananel says that Korchli had to be Kareish in our Gemara. The Rav said explicitly Kaifin, and that is why Shmuel was commenting on a case of Kfir and understood Rav to be talking about Kaifin because Rav had explicitly said Kaifin. Now Taisa is there. And Teis and Yavamas both bring various Gemara's rise back and forth. We won't get into all their rise. We'll just mention a couple of points which come up on our daf. One of the caches which the Rishonim deal with there in Teisus is that our Gemara goes on to discuss various cases of Kfiyah. Our Gemara is bothered as to why they were not listed in the Mishnah on our daf 
of Eilu Kaifen Hoitzi. Now, Tezus asks that according to the Ri, that any time it says Yoitziv eating Suva, so all the Mishnayas we had earlier in the Perak, such as the first Mishnah, Hamadras Ishtom Ilhanaslo, where the Mishnah says Yoitziv eating Suva, it means Kfir, and therefore the same way Argomara asks about the case of Nasi Isha, Vishayma Sarashanim, or the case of Psulos, the Gemara could have also asked from the case of Madras Ishtam Ilhanasloi. That's also a case of Kfir, and it belongs in our Mishnah. The Rishash and Ardach points out that we could also ask a similar question. We now obey in our, our Sugya. The Rav says, And that's referring to Kfir, it's referring to Kaifin. However, the Gemara is not bothered as to why Rav's name or why this din is not listed in our Mishnah. Why our Mishnah by Eilu Kaifin Haitzi should have mentioned that you're Kaifin in a case of any Zan of any Mepharnas. So Teisus, to answer this question, this is found in Teisus and Daf Ayin, as well as in the Teisus and Yavamas and Daf Samach Dalid. says that in a case where the Baal was Poshaya, the husband had done something wrong, that is not listed in our Mishnah in the case of the Kfir. The Kaifin in our Mishnah is only referring to cases of the Baal done nothing wrong. The Baal Mimela had a moon that was nulled on him. He's not at fault for anything. In such a case, the Mishnah says, you're However, Kfiyas, which we're talking about, the Baal in Bosheya, says Tosas that is not included in our Mishnah. And that is why the Gemara was not bothered by the various Mishnahis which we find, which say, suva, even though they're referring to Kaifin. Now, the second question, which the Rishonim deal with, which also comes up on our daf, is that the Gemara later on, towards the Baal the Amud, discusses the Machlekes Amorayim, in a case of Nasi Isha Vishayma Asar Hashanim, Yalda, they have been married for 10 years and they have not had any children, whether or not you're going to be Kaifin Lahaitzi or not. The Gemara brings a Machlekes between Rev Tachlifa Baravimi Amar Shmuel, who says in such a case, you're Kaifin say, and the Rev Asi, who says you're not Kaifin. Now, the Rishonim are bothered in Yuvamas and Daf Samach Dalad, there's a bracelet that says Lehedja that a case of they've been married for 10 years and they're not any children. The bracelet says Yoitzi Viting Sufa. So Tezus in Yuvamas and Daf Samach Dalad, as well as the Ran the Rashba on Ardaf, are bothered that if Yoitzi means Koifin, then how could Argomar quote an Amora, which says in such a case you are not Koifin? As as against the Braisa, which said, Yoitzi, Vitink Sufa. The Rashb and the Ran, based on this Kasha, on our Sugya, their Mochiach, like the Deyas, the Yoitzi, Vitink Sufa does not mean Koifin. However, Tezun Yavamos answers this Kasha, and this is alluded to in Tezun and Ar Daf as well. Tezun's dear Maschal, Lisni, Nasi Isha, Vishama, Esri Shanim, he also says as he said, even though Tezun asks the question slightly differently. As the Marsha points out, but as Tzitzit says on our page, that the Lashin Yoitzi is only Mash Makfia by a case where the Baal misnagim Isha Shalokidin. The husband had done something wrong. He had taken a neder that was not good, or he had said any zan any mefarnis. but in our case of they waited ten years, that's Mishum Bittel Piririvya. That is not because the Baal had done anything wrong. And therefore, it's not necessarily mash the yaitzi in the case 
where they awaited 10 years. Halacha Lameisa, in the Shulchan Aruch, in Evan Ezer, in Tzimek Kuf Chaf Dalid, in Sif Chaf Aleph, he brings this Machloikas Rishonim, as to whether or not, when we say Yaiti Viteng Suva, we're referring to Kfiya. And the Ramah there brings from the Rosh Nyavamas, in Simen Yud Aleph, in Perak Abal Yavimto. This is also found in the Tosis there in Yavamas and Daf Samach Dalid, and also the end of the Tosis in our Perak on Daf Ayin. That since there is a Machloikas Rishonim between the Rear and Bein Hananel, we are not going to be Kaifin. As we mentioned before, the Yisari, that any time we have Machloikas Rishonim, if you're Kaifin, the Heights are not, Beisdin will not be Kaifin, so we do not run into a problem of a Ged Ma'usa, of a forced Get. We had mentioned before that our daf comes up the sugya of somebody who had been married 10 years and they hadn't been zoichet to have any children. As our Gemara quotes from the Mishnah Yavamas, that he was Nasa Isha Vishaha Ima Eser Shanim Yalda. In such a case, we have Machlekes on our Gemara, if you're going to be Kaifin or not. Now, the Mishnah Yavamas on Daf Samachtalid does not mention that you're going to be Kaifin. The Mishnah just says, Eno Rashai Levatel. In such a case, we have been married for 10 years, it is not appropriate to Mavatel Purovu, and therefore it cannot stay in the current situation which he is in. In our Gemara, we have Machlekes on Marayim, if in such a case we're going to be Kaifin or not. Now, why would we be Kaifin? Seemingly, what we want him to accomplish here is to be Mekayim the Mitzvah Purovu. Now, being Kaifim to divorce the wife who he's married to now will not accomplish Purovu. What we really need is for him to marry a second wife. So Rashan Ardaf already explains, and this is also found in the Rashan Ar-Sugya, that the reason why the Manda Amr and Gomorrah held Kaifin is because Kol's man is married to the first wife, he's not going to marry a second wife. The way the Rush explains it, it seems to be the Cheshash is that nobody's going to want to marry him. As the Rush brings a similar Lashon to what we find in the Gemara earlier on Daf Samachdal Raman Aleph, the Gemara there says, Since he's married to one wife, nobody else is going to be interested in marrying him. Now, we need to understand that the Kfiya is going to require him to divorce the first wife who he's married to. However, still this will not fully solve our problem, as now, once we're kaifing him, he'll be able to find another wife, but perhaps we should be kaifing him to take another wife. Perhaps the kfi in our sugya should be twofold. Besides the kaif and the haitzi, which our Gemara is talking about, perhaps there's also a lacha of kfiya to be machnis, a second wife. If you look in the Russian Yavamas there, where this sugya comes up, it's in the sixth parak of Yavamas, in parak Abal Yavimto, the rush at the end of Simon Tezvav writes that he thinks the Shittas Harif, who paskins like the Manda Amar and Argamar that you're kaifin, is not only that you're going to be kaifin the but you're also going to be kaifin him to take a new wife. We're going to be kaifin him Lisa Isha. And as the Rush explains, the reason is, is because we're trying to accomplish that he will be Makayim, the Mitzvah's Asay approval. And as we have later in our Masechta, on Daf Pevav, that a person who has not been doing a mitzvah's assay, Beisdin will be for him to perform the mitzvah. The Rosh there goes on to point out, this is not only going to be true about a person who we're dealing with an Arsugya, who had been married for 10 years and, hadn't had it, and had not had children yet, but this is also going to be true if you're talking about a Bachar, about a single person, says the Rosh, once he reaches the age of 20, 
the age of Esther Mishana, which is based on the Gemara and Kedushin, at such a point, says the Rush, will be him Lisa Isha, nor to Mekayim Puravu, just like we're always Kaifin on Mitzvah's assays. If you look in the Nuki Yosef there, in Yavamas, on Daf Chaf Aleph, Amar Aleph, Bedap Erif, the Nuki Yosef also passes like this, that we're Kaifin a Bachar to marry a woman in order to be Mekayim, the Mitzvah Puravu. Seemingly, what should come out according to the Rush is that the man the Amr in our Gemara that said ain't koifin, he will would be agree, he'd be maskim that you're koifin him to Lisa Isha Acheres. He only argued in the man the Amr in our Sugya who held koifin based on the fact that he did not think that the wife who the man is currently married to will stop him from finding another wife. But seemingly, there's a halacha of kviyah mitzvah assays, and the same way the Rush says somebody who's not married at all, will be kaifin to marry a woman. So too, the person in our sugya, even according to Mandamar, ain't kaifin, l'chari, you would be kaifin him, lisa isha cheres. And the machloikis in our Gemara about kaifin or ain't kaifin was only in regards to kaifin l'hoitzi. This is not explicit in the rush, in Yavamas there. If you look in the Shittim Gobetis on Hadaf, Shittim Gobetis does bring from Rashi Madura Kama, the Rashi says this explicitly, that in the Mandamar ain't kaifin, there is a kfiyah in terms of being kaifin to marry another woman. That which the Rush and the Mukha Yosef both write, the Puravu is a mitzvah that will be koifin into Makayim, just like all other mitzvahs assays. This point is not so simple. If you look in the Taisis Yantaf at the very beginning of Maseches Yavamas, before he begins his commentary on the first Mishnah, he has a small little Hatama where he discusses why is it that Seder Nashim begins with Maseches Yavamas. The Taisis Yantaf brings from the Rambam, that the Ram in the Parish Mishnayis writes, the reason why Seder Nashim starts with Yavamas and not Ksuvis, which would have been a more appropriate Masechta to begin with, says the Rambam, is since Yibum you are Koifin on, however, Nisuin, which Masechus Ksuvis is discussing, there is no Kfion, says the Rambam, that it is more appropriate to start with something which, where, which there is Kfion. The Lashon of the Rambam, V'aschalo bedvarim hamuchrachim, the Tezanda points out, it sounds like from the Rambam, there is no kfiyah on the mitzvah puravu. The Tezanda mentions this is not like the rush that we just quoted in Yavamas, as the rush in Yavamas says that you are kofin to be makai on the mitzvah of puravu. And the Tezanda there goes on to explain different answers why, according to the rush, Seir Nashim begins with Maseches Yavamas and now with Maseches Ksuvas. Now, we just point out that Rambam was discussing Nisuin. He wasn't discussing explicitly Puravu. Rabbi Hanan, early in our Masechta, in Oisereshad Reish Gimel, he suggests maybe perhaps one could be Doichir, the Teisiyant of Zerayah, that the Rambam is only talking about Nisuin, but Puravu, you would be Kaifin on. It is just you don't need to do Nisuin or to Makayam, the Mitzvah Puravu. However, Rabbi Hanan points out this is not true because the Shittas Rambam and Hilchos Malachim and Perak Dalid, Simon Dalid, is that a hedger is usher to take a pilagesh, and therefore in a chinami, without nesuin, one will not be able to makaya and pruravu. And the Rambam, by saying there's no kfi on nesuin, he's in essence saying that there's no kfi on pruravu. That which the possibility of makaya and pruravu without nesuin, that is well known, the rush in the beginning of Ksuvis, in the first parak, the rush seems to say that one could be makaya and pruravu without nesuin. What should emerge, according to the Rambam, 
is that there is no kfiya on Puravu. And the Mandama Agamara, which says Ein Kaifin, he similarly will mean Ein Kaifin the Gamre. Not only are you not Kaifin the Haitzi, but you also are not going to be Kaifin him to take another wife. The Nitziv in the Hemek Sheila on Shilta Yeches, his Medayak in Rashi and Ardaf seems to hold like the Shita as well. As Rashi in the Mandama Ein Kaifin, Rashi the Ramaskal Ein Kaifin says, the Lord Kaifin on Apiria or Rivia. There's no Kfiya on Puravu. That Sivas Medayak from Rashi, like Shita Sarambam, there is no Kfiya whatsoever on Puravu. However, we need to understand though why why should this be? Seemingly, that which the Rush said that we were Kaifin on Mitzvah's assays should apply equally to Puravu, just like it applies to all other Mitzvah's assays. So, Bachanan earlier there, which we mentioned, Oisri Shud Gimel, Bachanan has two Mahachim how to understand the Shita Sarambam as to why there is no Kfiya on Puravu. One Mahalach Rabbachanan suggests, the Nitziv there also has a similar Mahalach to this, is that perhaps, according to the Rambam in Achinami, Puravu, there would in theory be Kfiya, but we are never going to be Kfim because he could always taina that he wants to marry an Isha Acheres. Anytime he comes to Bezin and Bezin asks him, why have you, why have you not been Makayim, the Mitzvah Puravu yet, he could always make an excuse that he's trying to find a wife, and therefore, in reality, we will never actually be kaifim. But says Obachanan in Achinami, Puravu is a mitzvah that it's shayach kvian. And if he comes to Beisdin and he tells Beisdin that he's not Lisa klal, he tells Beisdin he has no interest whatsoever in getting married, he does not want to be makai in the mitzvah of Puravu, says Obachanan in Achinami, even according to the Rambam, you would be kaifed him to get married and be makai in Puravu. We just mentioned that if you go with this Mahalach in the Rambam, it could be the Rambam and the Rush are not so different, as the Pischei Tshuva in Eben Ezer in Simon Aleph and Sivkat and Hay. He's commenting on Lashon Mechaber there in Siv Gimel, which is the same Lashon as the Rush. The Rambam, the Mechaber says there that if a Bachar is reached the age of twenty and he's Eino Rotze Lisa Isha, says the Mechaber will be for him, which is the Shita Ser Rush. The Pischei Tshuva brings. From one Lachrena was Medayik, the Lashon is Eino Rotze. It's only in a case where he tells us he does not want to get married. But in Achinam, if he tells us he's trying to find a wife or he's waiting for a better Shidduch, then in Achinam, even according to the Rush, he would not be Kaifin. If this is the Mahalach and the Ramam, according to Bochanan, and you go with the Diak of the Pischei Tshuva, but that's a Rush, then it could be the Ram and the Rush are not so different. Bochanan goes on to bring a second Mahalach there, how to understand the Shidduch of Rambam. And Bochanan, the second Mahalach writes, that perhaps according to the Ram, you are never going to be kaife on Puravu. And Bukhanan says the reason being is because you could end up forcing him to marry a wife who's not Moitzes Chain Be'inov, and says Bukhanan that would not be appropriate to make him marry a wife who's not Moitzes Chain Be'inov, therefore will never be kaife on Puravu. Now, just to explain in the Rambam, in our sugya, according to the Manda Amr, you are kaifin. This is not in contradiction to that which the Rambam says, you are not kaifa on Puravu. The Rambam does paskin like the Manda Amr in our sugya that you are kaifin. This is found in the Rambam and Hilchas Ishus in Perak Tezvav and Allah Zayin. And according to the two Mahachim we said from Bokhanu, we can understand why this is not a stira to the Rambam and the Perish Mishnayis, that there is no kfiya on Puravu. Because according to the first Mahalach, the reason why in general you are not kaifa on Puravu it's because he could tell us he's trying to marry somebody else. However, in our case, as we mentioned before, Cole's man, he's married to the first wife. 
he's not going to be able to find a second wife. This we mentioned before, Rashi and the Rush on our daf explain that that is the reason behind the Mandam or Kaifin. Therefore, in such a case, even though in general we will not be Kaifan Puravu because he can tie he's trying to marry someone else, but in this case, his first wife will stop him from being able to marry someone else, and therefore Basin will be Kaifan him to divorce the first wife. However, according to the Rambam, once we're Kaifan him to be mighty the first wife, we'll leave him alone because after the Kfiya, where he's now in a state of no longer being married, he will go back to having the regular halacha of any bachar who were not koife on Purvu. According to the second mahalach of Rebbechanan, that the reason why we're not koife on Purvu is because we don't want him to force him to marry a wife who's not moitzechein be'enov. So that also would not be a problem as to why we're koife l'haitzi in our sugya, as over here we're not forcing him to take a wife, but rather here we are forcing him to get rid of the wife who he's married to in order to enable him to now marry a new wife. So we'll be kaifa lahitzi, and that's not a stira to the fact in general we're not kaifa on Purvu. And then once we're kaifa lahitzi, we will leave him alone and let him find a wife who's moitzechein be'enav. But Al-Kopanim, what comes out in our sugya is there's a fundamental machlekes between the Rosh and the Rambam mentioned in the Taisus Yontif at the very beginning of Seder Nashim as to whether or not you're kaifa on Purvu. And seemingly what should come out is this machlekes between the Rosh and the Rambam should factor into how to understand our Gemara in the Manda Amr that you are Kaifin, and also even in the Manda Amr that you are not Kaifin, whether or not we are only discussing a Kfiyah Lahaitzi, which is the context of our Gemara, or perhaps there's another Kfiyah in the background here, which is we're going to be Kaifin to be Machnis, a new wife. The Gemara in Amr Beis goes on to discuss Moikeshchin, which is one of the movement found in our Mishnah. The Gemara brings Amr Rabbi Yaisi, Sachli Zakin Echad Ma'anche Yerushalayim, Esrim Va'arba Mokeshchinhin. There's 24 forms of Mokeshchin, Vakulan Amru Chachamim Tashmish Kashalahen, and the Maimur concludes, Ubali Rasan Kashimikulan. The worst form of Mokeshchin is Bali Rasan. The Mosha here is an interesting Ara. He points out, we find in Rasha Torah by the Maisa when Paro took Sarah, the Rashi quotes in the Midrash that the Nagayim which Paro was afflicted with was Rasan. The Lash on the Pasuk there, in Parshas Lechlecha, in Paragibbe's Pasuk Yudzayin, is if a Yenaga Hashem is Paro, Nagayim Gedolim, and Rashi points out it's referring to Makus Rasan. Says the Marasha, the Remez to the fact that it's referring to Makus Rasan. Is because the Lashon of Pasuk is Nagayim Gedalim, and we find in our Gemara that Balei Rasan is Kashim Mikulan. It's the worst form of the Nagayim, the worst form of Maikishchin, and that's alluded to in the Pasuk that refers to it as Nagayim Gedalim. Now, the Gemara goes on to discuss how various Amarayim stayed very far away from people who were afflicted with Rasan. The Gemara mentions they would stay away from even flies which had been in the vicinity of Balei Rasan, they wouldn't stay near the direction the wind was blowing from. From the Bali Rasan. However, the Gemara quotes that Yeshua ben Levi was Michrach Bahuva Asik Batayra. As Rashi says, Yeshua ben Levi was Nidbak Etzlam Bishash Asik Batayra. Yeshua ben Levi, when he was learning, he would stay near the Bali Rasan. And he wasn't afraid that he was going to get damaged, he wasn't afraid he was going to have any Nezek come about through the Bali Rasan. Now, Bachanan in Kaibit Shurim in Aisrish Ayn Zayn points out that it seems a little bit difficult how Yeshua ben Levi. Could have done this. While we know that the Klaus Shluchim Mitzvah and Nizakin, 
However, as the Gemara in Psachim says, in the case of Shechiyach Ezeka, we're not soimech on Shluchim Mitzvah Ein Nizakin. Now, Balei Rasan similarly was Shechiyach Ezeka. As we mentioned before, the Gemara quoted various stories as people would stay extremely far away from Balei Rasan, as apparently it was a highly contagious disease, and therefore, how could Rabbi Shulban Levi been soimech that this Torah was going to protect him? L'chayra, we should have said it was a case of Shechiyach Ezeka, and not apply the klal of shluchim mitzvah in zakin. So Bachanan answers with the following yisoid. He says the Torah is different. That which the Gemara and Psachim says by shchech hezeka, we don't say shluchim mitzvah in zakin. It's only referring to shar mitzvahs. Says Bachanan, the Torah has a stronger kayach than all other mitzvahs, and that is why Rabbi Shulben Levi in our Gemara, the Gemara brings the pasuk ayelas ahavim veyalas chein imchein ma'ila alamdeya agunelo magna. The Torah has a special kayach above and beyond Sharmitzus to protect people from Hezek. You find a similar idea in the Gemara in Saita and Daf Chaf Aleph. The Gemara there is machak between Torah and Mitzvahs. The Mitzvahs can only be magin at the time when the person is Isaac in it, but Torah can be magin even when in time the person is not Isaac in it. It's interesting to point out there's actually a machlekis here in Adaf between Rashi and the Ritva. As to whether or not Rabbi Shubin Levi was only near the Bali Rasan during a time when he was Isaac Betera, which is the Mashmalas of Rashi, who says, Nidbak Etzlam Bishasha Isaac Betera. However, the Ritfa says it is even true during a time when he's not Isaac Betera. Rabbi Shubin Levi was near them even when he wasn't, as the Gemara Saita says, Afilu Be'idna Dulo Asakba Maguno Umatzel. Even during the time when you're not being Isaac in Torah, the Torah says a Kayach to protect him. The Avas Eson, in his commentary, found on the Ein Yaakov, he also deals with Bochanan's question. And he first he answers, Sumo to Bochanan, the Torah is different than Shar Mitzvahs. But then he goes on to suggest another answer, that perhaps Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi wasn't concerned as he was teaching Torah to the Balei Rasan, and therefore he's being Oisek in Talmud Torah the Rabbim, and says the Avas Eson, perhaps Talmud Torah the Rabbim has a special Kayach above and beyond other mitzvahs, but this would not be true if it was just Talmud Torah the Yachid. Interesting to note, the Ritva, however, has a very important condition when he explains Rabbi Shua ben Levi, as the Ritva concludes his commentary on our Gemara by saying the Torah can protect those who are Oiska Balishma. Someone who is Oiska and Torah Lishma will be able to protect him. It is a little difficult to know if we can necessarily learn out from Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Halacha in terms of the Kayach of Torah to protect people. I did see the Rav Zilberstein on our daf in his Sefer Cheshuk Chemed. He discusses Halacha Lamaisa if a person's in a situation where he's going to give a shir. He has a regular Torah shir which he gives every day. And he's in a Makam Mokhama. Rahman al-Atzlan is in an area which is not safe. There's a Mokhama going on. And Chas V'Shalom going outside it could be very dangerous. Says, says Rav Zilberstein, perhaps they've arrived from our Gemara, according to Avas Eason, the Talmud Torah, the Rabbim, will be able to protect a person even in a makom or a tshir Not so simple, though, Allah HaLemais, as we mentioned from the Ritva, perhaps with Bishul Malevi, we can't bring a raya from, as he was Oisik Betoira Lishma. The Gemara goes on to discuss a very fascinating story about Bishul Malevi at the time of his Petira. The Gemara says that the Mahamavis, before he came down to take Bishul Malevi, he was informed that he should do whatever Bishul Malevi wants. And he came down to Rishul ben Levi, and Rishul ben Levi requested to see his makom in Gan Eden. And the Gemara has a whole message here that Rishul ben Levi requested from the Malach 
to give him the knife as he was afraid, perhaps on the way the Mahamavas would hurt him. And they got to Rabbi Shub and Levi's placing at Eden. And the Mahamavas showed him where it was. And the Gemara says Rabbi Shub and Levi jumped over the fence to go into his placing at Eden while he was still alive. And the Mahamavas grabbed onto him to try and hold him back. Now the Gemara says at that point, Rabbi Shub and Levi took a shvua that he's not going to return. So the Gemara quotes, Amar Kuchibrichu, the Gemara brings the Akash Baruch who said, if Rabbi Shul ben Levi had ever been shoyal on a shvua while he was alive, then he should go back and have to be shoyal on the shvua. And however, if he had never been shoyal on a shvua during his lifetime, so he can stay where he is, he does not have to return. Now Rabbi Khan here in Ois Rish Ayin Ches points out that the Gemara Nadarim seems to point out the one should be shoyal on the Dharma and Shavuos. Our Gemara sounds like there was a Milo if he had never been shoyal on a Shavuos. Yet the Gemara Nadarim says, the Kol HaNoyder Ki'ilu Banabama, the Mekaimo, as Rabbi points out, Mekaimo means he had not been shoyal on it, Ki'ilu Hikrevel of Korban. It's mashed from the Gemara there, there's a mitzvah to be shoyal on a Dharma and Shavuos. Yeah, in our Gemara, it sounds like it was a Milo the Rishub and Levi had never been shoyal on any of his shvuas. So Bachanan there suggests one answer to this question. Bachanan suggests perhaps there's a difference between a neder ledvarashos and a neder ledvar mitzvah. He says that Rishub and Levi most likely was only being neder ledivrei mitzvah. And perhaps by neder ledvar mitzvah, we do not say that there's a mitzvah to be shoyal on the neder. Bachanan doesn't bring this there, but this seems to be the Rambam and Hilchas Nadarim and Perkir Gimel, Halacha Chafhei, when he brings that Gemara Nadarim of Kol Anoider Ki'ilu Banabama, he says there that that which you should be shy on Nadarim is only referring to Nidre Rishos, but Nidre Advar Mitzvah, this is not the case, and that will be one explanation as to why there was a mile in our Gemara for Bishu and Levi to have never been shy on his Nadarim. However, there's another explanation, perhaps. If you look in the Ravid there, it's not found on the Ram Hanochas Nadarim, but the Ram earlier in Hilchos Shvuas, the Ram at the end of Hilchos Shvuas in Pergud Beis Halachiyud Beis, the Rebbe there seems to understand that the Gemara Nedarim of Kol Anoyder Kilu Bana Bama Vamakaimo Kil Hikrav Alav, the one should be Shoyal on their Nedarim, says the Rebbe that is only referring to Nedarim, but is not referring to Shvuas. The Rebbe is Machalik between a Shvua and a Neder. The truth is, some of the Achorna point out, if you look in the Rambam there in Hilchos as well as the Rambam in Hilchos Adarim that we mentioned before, it also is masking, perhaps the Rambam is masking to the Ravid, the Schilok between Nadarim and Shvuas. If we accept this Schilok, then that would explain our Gemara as to why Rabbi Shub and Levi would have never been Shoyal on any of his Shvuas, as only by Nadarim do we say it's a mitzvah lishol, but not in regards to Shvuah. Now, why is there a distinction between Nadarim and Shvuas? This point is not so clear. The Noisekelm there and the Rambam do discuss this somewhat. The Maestro Keach explains it as follows. He suggests that when you're referring to a neder which you asked the chifetz, therefore it is appropriate to be shown the neder and undo it. However, in a shvua which you asked yourself upon the chifetz, the Easter was on the gavra, says the Maestro Keach there, it is not appropriate to be shown. Not 100% clear what exactly the distinction is, but that is the Maestro Keach's explanation. There's a very fascinating explanation as to that which our Gemara says that Rabbi Shul ben Levi staying in Gan Eden or having re- 
or needing to return to the Malachamavis is going to be dependent upon whether or not you've been shoyal on his shuas, found in the Sefer Naf Yosef, which is a commentary on the Yaakov. The Naf Yosef explains as follows. He brings two midrashim. One midrash is that Moshe Rabbeinu had asked the Kaddish Baruch Hu that the Malachamavis should not have any shlita over him. The Malachamavis should not have control over him. And the second chazal he brings is in every generation, there's a tzaddik in the door who is on the darga of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, based on this, he explains that the concept of being shoyal on a shvua, going to a chacham to be matir your shvua, the kliyakar explains it similar to the concept of a baal or a father being shoyal, being matir in the darm. Says the kliyakar, the same way a baal or a father can be matir in the darm, because the isha or the bitay is subservient to him, he has a certain level of shlita of control over them, so too, says the Kliyakar, a Chacham can be matir in the darim of the people in his generation, the people in his community, based on the fact that the Chacham has a certain level of shlita over them. Now, says the Naf Yosef, based on these two points, we could understand that which Rabbi Shub and Levi, staying in Gan Eden, or needing to return to the Malacham Aves, was dependent upon whether or not he had been shoyal on his shvuas. If Rabbi Shub and Levi had ever been shoyal on a shvua, in essence, he is admitting to us that whoever he went to to be shoyal on a shvua is greater than him. Now, if this person is a bigger Talmachacham than him, then Rabbi Shua ben Levi is not considered to be the Moshe Rabbeinu of his generation, and therefore, he cannot claim that the Ma'achamavas should not have any shlita on him. However, if Rabbi Shua ben Levi had never been shoyal on any of his shvuas, then we could accept that Rabbi Shua ben Levi was on the Darga Moshe Rabbeinu, and therefore, the Macha Maves will not have any Shlita on him, since he was considered to be the Moshe Rabbeinu of his generation. And that is why our Gemara concludes that in Achinami, Rabbi Shub and Levi had never been shown any Shvuas, and he was allowed to stay on Eden, and he did not need to return and come back to the Macha Maves. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.